0: Good morning, Twitter. I'm Saeed Jones. I'm hungover from BuzzFeed's holiday party last night. She's Amber Jamison. She has a cold. Mm -hmm. It's apparently Thursday. You're watching a show called AM to DM.
1: This is truly tragic. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a tweet from you, Saeed. My doorman just cheered me and my post-holiday party hangover on as I headed out. You got this.
0: Yeah, shout out to you, Sean. Still got it. How was was the party last night? Uh, It was fun. Mm. It was (laughs) a good time. Um, I didn't say too late, around 10.30 I think I got Mm. home. But I got to tell you, I think I'm still a little drunk. (laughs) I think I'm, ugh. But you you have a cold, so you weren't drinking last night. I
1: had one drink. Yeah. One cocktail early on, and then just remained. I had a lot of water. A A lot lot of, of, you know, just getting constant seltzers.
0: Did we talk? We did talk. You said very nice things. Oh, that's good. Drunk say you're very friendly. Yeah. Oh, good. I meant it all. I meant it all. Uh, what's it like? I certainly know what it's like being drunk at the holiday party. What's it like being sober? Is it fun?
1: It was a little intense for a while. Mm. It was sort of a club buzzfeed for a bit. But the benefit <laughs> is is that you get to kind of have everyone's cute, drunken ramblings when they say, Oh, I love you. It's so great uh, working together. Oh, that's and fun. you get to remember them.
0: A lot of love in the room. I yeah. love that. I love it. I meant it all. I meant all the love. Okay. Well, uh, let's take it to the timeline, children. Uh, I want to be messier than... Usual. Uh, Tell us your your office holiday party horror stories. We'll talk about ours during the break. (laughs) You know, I'm not trying to incriminate myself. Use the hashtag #am to DM. Okay. Now, question for you, Amber. Yes. Uh, Do you understand Brexit?
1: Britain voted to leave Europe. I understand that.
0: I yeah. I that's about all I understand. And I will say this. I remember because it was like June. 2016. Or maybe June 2016. Yeah. That was that result, which was a surprise in some ways, I think, to a lot of people. For many people. That's are. when I was like, Trump is probably going to win.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that. that was a real indication that things mm-hmm. are turning in mm-hmm. a in a very different kind of nationalistic kind of way. I
0: agree. And it's a mess. It's a mess. And I don't understand anything else about Brexit. Well, here's a tweet from Sam Homeward, who frankly uh, should feel free to slide into my DMs if he's watching this morning. He's very, very Shameless. That's truly shameless. Yeah. He tweeted this. uh, This gift is the government, except also the mug is on fire and the dog is on fire and all that's left is ash and the ash is on fire and the fire is on fire.
1: Trying to figure out what is going on here right now is a total crazy mess.
0: It's not fine.
1: I really like this tweet from David Scheidner, who who explained it like this. He said, you put an offer in on a house. The survey says it's on a sinkhole (laughs) by a sewage farm. Ooh, okay. Actual wolves live on the street. Do you, A, change your mind about buying? That's no Brexit. B, buy anyway. That's Theresa May's deal. <laughs> or C, change your mind and also set fire to the house you live in now. That's no deal.
0: i got to tell you, that's a pretty good way to... I yeah, no feel deal. Like it.
1: All the different options. It yeah. sort of sets it out. You're like, okay, bad. Uh-huh. Okay, bad. Okay, bad.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've moved from an F student to a D student <laughs> in terms of understanding Brexit. Well, BuzzFeed News UK reporter Laura Silver joins us now from London, hopefully to help us understand what the hell is going on with Brexit. Laura, good morning. Hi there. Okay, so we had the BuzzFeed holiday party last night in New York, so we're both a little rough here, so let's keep it simple. Would you mind explaining Brexit in one sentence?
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. Imagine a Rubik's Cube that someone had filled with super glue and then you've got to try and solve it wearing boxing gloves, and it's probably on fire, since everything is.
0: Everything's on fire. <laughs>
1: So tell us now about, obviously, with Theresa May's uh, vote yesterday, the vote of no confidence, what exactly happened there? The mm. so vote of no confidence is when
2: the leader of the party needs to command the confidence of their party. More than 48 MPs had said to the 1922 committee that they didn't, which triggered a vote. And then, so yeah, they all had to go and say, yes, we have confidence in Theresa May. No, we don't have confidence in Theresa May. And then, if she hadn't been, if they didn't have confidence, then she'd be gone as leader. Um, But 200 MPs voted that they did have confidence in her, versus 117 who didn't. So, um, yeah, she she carries on, but dramatically weakened, because that's the 117 people in the party who've said, which is more than a third of the party, who've just said we don't want you as our leader.
0: Hmm. Um, well, where do we go from here? I, in addition to the no confidence vote, you know, earlier in this week, obviously there was embarrassment with the deal that people were supposed to vote on. Is that deal ever going to be voted on?
2: I mean, the indication is no. That That's a hell of a lot of MPs that don't agree with it. The deal itself hasn't changed. She still has to get that through Parliament. So I think, you know, the next few weeks will just be her trying to convince people that have quite dramatically said we don't agree with this, that you know, she has to get them to agree with it. So I think all that's happened really is that the drama's been postponed and we're going to see a repeat of this week again, next week, next month, next year, you know, well, not next year, before um, before 29th of March.
0: Cool, cool, cool.
1: And is there any kind of scenario where there'll be another referendum and another vote on Brexit? So a key way they could end this
2: political deadlock is by Theresa May calling a second referendum, which while she said that she's never going to do, she says a lot of things that, she's never going to do such as call a general election last year or call the vote this week. So that would be one way of her ending the political deadlock. Or there's the other options are now the Houses of Parliament could vote that they have no confidence in her and then she gets kicked out and then whoever leads again could say, all right, we'll have a second referendum or um, there'd be a general election and a new party will put that forward. Um, so yeah, yes and no. Lots of people are saying they don't want it, but it would be a good way of ending this to just throw it back to the people and then, At least politicians don't
0: have to fight over it anymore. Wow. Um, I'm also, uh, just one last question for you, Laura. I'm curious, what is it like as a reporter covering, um, you know, certainly here in the United States we've talked so much about the challenge of covering the Trump administration, but Brexit is equally daunting. Just what's it like um, on a day-to-day level as a job?
2: it's, It's nothing is happening and everything is happening. So, you know, we get dramas like this week where, you know, we might have the prime minister overthrown and then nothing happens, but then it hasn't ended. This isn't resolved, you know, and I think it will keep going this way until Brexit happens on the 29th of March or until the second referendum is called. And either that allows them to have a Brexit, which they can do in March or, you know, Brexit's off. So yeah, we we keep going with, with nothing happening until something happens.
0: All right. Well, hang in there, Laura. Thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Well, let's take it to the timeline. Can you explain Brexit in one sentence? Give it your best shot and use the hashtag am to dm
0: Yeah, good luck with yeah, that, Yeah, I'm guys. not sure I could do it. <laughs> well, uh, yesterday a Manhattan federal judge sentenced Michael Cohen, President Trump's former lawyer, you might know him, uh, to three years in prison.
1: And his list of crimes include illegal campaign contributions. Yes, that's for the Hush Money page Stormy Daniels. Um, and tax fraud.
0: And tax fraud. Um, well, Amber, here's the thing. You were in the courtroom yesterday mm-hmm. uh, while all this all played out and tweeted this. So Cohen read a pretty wild statement out to the court, calling it one of the most meaningful days of his life. Quote, the irony of today is I'm getting my freedom back. Uh, that is stunningly eloquent. I have... <laughs> Wasn't expecting words like that from Michael Cohen. Um, what else did he say in that statement?
1: So this was the first time he had spoken okay. um, since the charges he didn't testify. have happened. No, okay. and so it was really kind of an amazing thing to watch. Um, he had this big written statement where he very much blamed Donald Mm. Trump um, for sort of taking him in this Mm. other direction, said that um, Trump had taken him to the darkness and he wanted to go back to the light, um, said that he had been forced to do dirty deeds for Mm. Trump um, and that he was a loyal soldier, Mm -hmm. um, and was really kind of trying to make amends and say, like, this is meaningful for me because I want to be sentenced as quickly as possible so that I can return to my family and get back on with my life.
0: Okay, so he was kind of like, Trump is Lord Voldemort, I was under his spell, like I am just so glad. Did the judge buy it, did the prosecutors buy it?
1: well yes and no to mm-hmm. a point I mean people noted that yes he had worked with investigators he had worked with the um, investigators from the, the Mueller investigation mm-hmm. so he did get some kudos and applause and you know that was taken into account um, mm-hmm. when it came to his sentencing the you know the prosecutors had wanted three and a half for years for him he got three years mm-hmm. um, but the judge also said you know you have lost your moral compass um, and you you know have you know pled guilty to this like real smorgasbord he mm-hmm. said of, of fraud and that really needs to be taken seriously. Particularly a lot of these were, you know, some of them were white collar criminal stuff. It was taxes of 1.39 million. And he really pointed out that you're taking that money away from the public. Mm. um, And, you know, we're not going to let that just Mm kind of go away for nothing. So yes, thank you for helping investigators um, and and being open, but also you need to... Mm
0: -hmm time for your crimes. And, and what about lying to Congress? How does that fit into all of this?
1: Yeah, so this was a later charge that came out, um, and he was only charged within the last um, couple of weeks mm-hmm. as part of a plea deal. And, and the Mueller investigation has said that he provided significant um, information to them regarding their investigation into Russian interference. Um, what that the judge gave him was a sentence for two months for lying to Congress, where mm. he lied about knowing how much he knew about the mm. um, the Russia real estate deal mm. for the Trump Tower in Russia that okay. BuzzFeed's extensively reported on. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, and... He got two months, um, sentenced to two months for that, but that's as part of his um, other sentence. So it's, not, oh, it's, so it's not, not an addition. It's not an addition. Okay. It's served concurrently. But he did get a $50,000 oh, fine, okay. which was significant mm-hmm. because the you know the judge said they wanted to really emphasize the you know the severity of lying to Congress about a matter of national importance.
0: Yeah, we're not just going to write that off. Yeah. Um, well, you also, as you mentioned earlier this morning, you were in court for almost all of his appearances, mm-hmm. like, except for one. And so I was just curious, what was that like? Did anything kind of surprise surprise you in terms of being in the room.
1: Well, there's always some craziness going on. Mm-hmm. Michael Avenatti's always turning up, and there's always some right? drama. I forget that Stunt yeah. Queen. <laughs> he's always there. He's always, <laughs> yesterday, he just said, just going for a holiday walk when he turned up at court. Okay. But what was sort of really interesting was that yesterday, Cohen had all of his friends and family, which is not usually. Mm. He's always been there by himself. So right. this was the first time we've seen his children, his wife, his mother, and father. Um, you know, his his daughter was walking with a crutch. His mm-hmm. father is in a, a Holocaust survivor, was in a wheelchair. They were all dressed in, in black, like we were Michael
0: Cohen's father is a Holocaust survivor?
1: Yeah, I believe, yes. And so, you know, it it was a very clear sort of show of support and family. And while he was reading out his statement Mm -hmm. and while the judge was sentencing him, I mean, his two children were bawling their eyes out. They were sobbing. Uh, The son is 19. I think the daughter is sort of college age. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it was, for someone who's watched that a lot and seen, you know, his his courts, um, you know, things before. It was really awful to watch. An awful, you know, just a kind of a reminder. A human moment. Yeah, a human moment mm-hmm. that like, you know, crimes don't pay, don't do crimes, avoid them. <laughs>
0: don't do crimes. There we go. There we go. There's our moral. Well, friends, uh, I've been told uh, that the show today is good. We'll see if that pans out. Uh, We've got an interview with Nicole Byer and Jacques Torres. They are so fun. We love Nailed It. We love them. Plus, Senator Jeff Mergley of Oregon is here. And we're excited about the premiere of a new Netflix romantic comedy starring Isaac Fitzgerald and me. It's called You've Got DMs. Stay tuned. Welcome back, children. Okay, so uh, before the break, we asked you to accept the challenge of accept, uh, explaining Brexit in one sentence. Um, and Princess Leia mm. heeded the call. She tweeted, Brexit in one sentence? Hmm. The UK whites are back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. I mean, you know, there, of course, there are a lot of parallels, as you noted, nationalism between mm-hmm. Trump and Brexit. But it's been interesting seeing the, you know, um, race and immigration and the way that influence it. I don't think it's talked enough, talked about enough. There's
1: a huge amount of racism when mm-hmm. it comes to dealing with Brexit, yeah. absolutely. Shout out to you, Princess Leigh. All right, mm-hmm.
0: let's get into these five tweets, okay. children. Uh, Brock, you tweeted... <laughs> As a student, the most comforting words you will ever hear are, I haven't started either. Oh man. As a former professor and teacher, it's not comforting at
1: all. But I feel like that's also just still good now. That, that's, true. that's not just that's being true. a student. Have
0: you started getting dressed, you gotta be at work to host a morning show in like 15 minutes? Oh no, I haven't started either. All
1: right, we've got Frusty tweeted gets to bring phone into the bathroom i'm off the grid <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting you you absolutely no way is a bathroom anywhere where an iphone should be it's foul oh, i'm People sorry foul.
0: i'm sorry i definitely take my phone with me into. Foul. tweet us your tweet us your stance on on restroom bathroom tweeting oh texting ugh, gross sorry not okay. from the bathroom please <laughs> our own julia reinstein uh, this next fire tweet is from you my queen I'm always impressed when I hear people spelling their name on the phone, like N as in Nancy, uh, E as in egg, just thinking of words on the spot like it's nothing. That's this true. is this is a right. subtweet, because I sit
1: near Julia and I always spell my name M is for Mary, N is for Nancy. And I once said egg is for eggplant, and that was. Gee, eggplant. I just, it was the first thing that came into my brain. The so.
0: Australian jumped out.
1: Yeah, I just was like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna That's spell pretty it.
0: it's pretty funny. Alright, a, right, a subtweet, I love it.
1: Jojo tweeted. UPS, your package arrived in your city and will be delivered at 4.10 p.m. FedEx, your package is on the way. You will get it when we get it to you. USPS, you ordered something, right? Amazon, we are in your house. Instagram, you were thinking about this item, so here is five ads about it.
0: Yo, okay, first of all, you know Amazon. I see you, Mm. I see you, you see me. Watching everything. The Instagram ads.
1: It's too scary how they know everything.
0: It's frustrating. You Mm -hmm. know what I've done? I've started, I mean, I am a bougie bitch, so you know, whatever. Mm. Um, I intentionally like ads from high-end clothing retailers because I hate the like like, trashy, you you know when you get the trashy Instagram clothing, you know what I mean? It's like bro, I don't want like bro clothing advertised to me. Know me, if you're gonna be in my face, you know, I want some like Dries Van Noten, (laughs) I want some acne, anyway. uh, X tweeted, it's a rant of mine. (laughs) Clothes that are too clean to wash but too dirty for the closet. Welcome to the chair. Shook. We all have a chair. I, honey, literally, if you walk into the living room, my apartment, two chairs. Both, I literally sat down this morning trying to put on my shoes, and I was like, I too many chairs, and both too many clothes in both chairs. I just, all right, I need to organize my closet.
1: Let's get it organized.
0: I haven't organized it since I came out of it. <laughs> Tweet of the day. Are we you ready? ready? Yes. <laughs> Let's go.
1: Comes from Z. Ting Wang. 20 years from now, kids listening to Baby, It's Cold Outside are going to find it really, really weird. We are going to have to explain that it has to be understood in the context of its time. You see, it used to get cold outside.
0: Good but sad. Z played the long game there. Because I was like, oh, OK, I'm used to the baby. It's cold outside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, climate change, which yeah. is real.
1: Sexist and we're dying.
0: Damn. All right, come for our wigs. All right, well, coming up, you get to see my interview with Nicole Byer and Jacques Torres. Jacques Torres is as nice as he seems on the show. He's the nicest French person I've ever met in my life. Um, but up next, we are going live from the district with Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon. we got some questions for him. Mm. Welcome back. We are going live from the District with Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley. Senator, good morning.
3: Good morning. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. So let's start with a tweet from you. You said, I'm going back to Texas this weekend. So Senator, you're heading to Tornillo, the tent city outside El Paso where thousands of unaccompanied minors are being held. What are you hoping to accomplish there?
3: Well, we now have some 14,000 children who are locked up in uh, child prisons across America, immigrant children waiting for their asylum hearings. I want to shine a light on it. I want to understand it better. Uh, I want to see what can be done to uh, end this situation where children are in prison camps rather than homes and schools and parks.
1: And what is it that Congress can do to sort of address the issue of, of rising numbers of unaccompanied minors who are being kept in detention much longer under the Trump administration?
3: Well previously children were placed with families and that process seems to have come to a if not a complete end, it has been slowed down massively because families are afraid of being uh, persecuted by the administration uh, after they volunteer to host children. So I want to understand that side of the equation. How can we re-energize the process of treating children well, the way children should be treated, while they're awaiting asylum hearings.
0: Well, here's a tweet from BuzzFeed News. The Senate and House announced a bipartisan deal that would take a variety of steps to change how Congress deals with sexual harassment, including publicly naming members who are personally liable. Uh, this is welcome news, but Senator, uh, this deal has been stalled for months yeah, and months. A long uh, time. Why has it taken so long for this deal to come together?
3: It should never have taken this long. I don't know the inner workings of uh, who was holding it up, who in leadership was uh, refusing to change. But listen, we are going to provide in this bill immediate protection for folks who are experiencing discrimination or harassment. They're going to have a personal advocate assigned. There's no longer going to be a a 90-day waiting period that involves a cooling off period and a mandatory uh, mediation and so forth to get immediate help. Second of all, there's going to be complete transparency about any settlements that occurred. And third, uh, members are going to be personally liable for any settlements that involve harassment.
1: It sounds like some good changes. So we've got to ask, though. We've got to talk about 2020. It's time for a new series we're calling So They're Running?
0: Yeah, and this is going to be a little different from most conversations you have about 2020 senator. So here's how it works. I am going to ask you a simple, low-stakes question. Are you running in 2020? And you, oh, we lost the, he ran oh, away. Did we ran. lose the senator? He's running. Oh my goodness. Ain't that a, Oh, he's back. About- okay, we lost you for a second there, Senator. I thought you were like, I am not talking about He's avoiding about the question. That's <laughs> it.
3: Okay, but here's how it's... You mentioned 2020 and I... I- you just <laughs> ran
0: yeah. away. Jumped over the banister. But here's how it's going to work, okay, before you answer. Your options are to either say, yes, I'm running, tell us why. No, I'm not, tell us why. And if you don't, if you start pontificating, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to make you answer our next question instead, and that is... What's the most embarrassing song on your music playlist? Okay.
3: I'm afraid you're going to be profoundly disappointed, but but uh, put me to the test. All right,
0: let's go. <laughs> let's go, Senator. Are you running for president in 2020?
3: I'm exploring it. Oh my God. So
1: that that doesn't count. So no, you have
3: no. All right. So you have to answer the
1: other question. Answer
3: the question. And What's no, the most embarrassing be, song listen, in your playlist? I'm. I'm. I'll give you more details. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that in a moment, but we'll first we've got to shame uh, Tell uh, us about little, the little bitty, song. <laughs> little
0: bitty. What's that? What is that?
1: Can you sing it?
3: Oh, it's a great country song about okay. just living the the good life of, of modest means, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, Yeah. Check it. Check it out. Okay, I I will actually examine it later. All right. Well, let's talk about this. You want
0: to be able to run for Senate and president simultaneously, or at least it seems. Of course, Oregon law prohibits that. Uh, So what's more of a priority for you if you have to choose a Senate seat or the White House seat that you keep exploring?
3: Well, I know it's been presented this way, but it's a really kind of a misinterpretation of, of Oregon law. We don't have a filing deadline for the Senate or for any office until significantly after Super Tuesday. So uh, it's uh, not the conflict that most people imagine. Mm.
1: Do you think you have a shot at running for president, a winning president?
3: Well, I've been in so many battles where I've been the underdog in life. I've taken on Wall Street over their Wall Street gambling using taxpayer-funded accounts and won, took on the predatory mortgage industry, and won, took on the payday lenders, and won. So I'm, no, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with uh, underdog challenges, but we need more people to fight to take on the, the corruption of our Constitution through gerrymandering and voter suppression and dark money. We've got to take on the fundamentals for families that are being completely set aside and ignored under the Republican leadership, and we have to take on uh, climate and carbon that's destroying our planet. So there's, there's big challenges here, and I'm just trying to figure out how I can be most effective in this little window we have on planet Earth to uh, put us back on track. Back on track. I like yeah. that idea. I want to live.
0: Um, well, Senator, <laughs> uh, in the spirit— We're uh, way off track. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, indeed we are. Well, one final question. Of course, it's the holidays. Uh, we've been talking about Baby, It's Cold Outside this mm. morning. Where do you stand on this very
3: contentious song? Oh, did Am I listening to a song now? Oh no! No no! no. That's no can sad. you hear us now, Senator?
1: Can you hear us? The classic, the classic Christmas carol, "Baby, it's cold outside."
3: I, I, Do you like "Baby, it's oh, cold I outside"? Oh, I love that song. Oh, there you oh go. okay. All right, there but we I go. Added. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, thank you for playing along with us this morning, Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon. Back, thanks for joining. You be about. when? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have a singing voice, and, and can't give you a full rendition of it. But uh, when Mary and I go, my wife and I go on very cold hikes, uh, and think about getting inside the house, that song always comes to mind. Oh! Wow! All
0: right.
1: That's romantic.
3: Shout out to you! All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Senator.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Take right. care now. Thank
1: you, Senator. <laughs>
0: Up next, uh, (laughs) I'm talking with Alana Bennett about the movie You've Got (laughs) Mail. All right, you know that meme, like, feel old yet? Uh, Well, You've Got Mail, the movie is 20 years old. So, you're welcome. Um, And I know you guys just got to see the trailer that Isaac and I put together. The thing is, um, I've actually never seen You've Got Mail. I haven't seen it. Uh, I thought I'd seen it and then I realized I hadn't. So, Alana Bennett, BuzzFeed news entertainment reporter and Nora Ephron expert, uh, joins me now to pay homage to what apparently is a classic romantic comedy. Yes. Hello. 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 So, literally, all I've seen of the movie is the trailer, mm-hmm. which we use to do our own trailer in yes. homage. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's a garnish. Yes, uh, um, yes. A lot of typing. Um, <laughs> I deduced. Mm-hmm. That he, Tom Hanks is an executive. Mm-hmm. She is, I think she owns a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And they've, it seems like they've interacted in person like a stranger's, and yeah. he's clearly an asshole in person. <laughs> Played by moi. I related. Uh, and But they hit it off on, is it AOL Messenger? Is that how they're I talking? I believe so. It's and AOL. that's the plot. Yes. And, uh, and then the question is like, will they meet in person?
4: Like, will they? Will he reveal that when he finds out that he, that she is who he's been talking to? Like, will he tell her? Like, will they actually find love? He's kind of. Um He's, kind of, he's in charge of a very big chain bookstore, and she's doing this, like, indie thing, so... Oh, so he's, like, Amazon. Yeah, well, he's the Amazon of the 90s, a.k.a. Barnes & Noble. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> a real throwback. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, I have so many questions. I mean, so, okay, 20 <laughs> years ago, I'm terrible at so this is 1998. Eight. Eight. Yes. How was it received at the time? Was it like an epic hit? I think,
4: I, th- I think it was, yeah, a very like reasonable hit. She had already done, Nora Ephron had already done When Harry Met Sally, so she was established as like a voice to watch. Okay. And this was.
0: Damn, I haven't seen that either. It was
4: after While You Were Sleeping, not While You Were Sleeping, um, Sleepless in Seattle, which um, it also oh. had Meg Ryan Is and Tom talking. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I think, it's. I know I've seen one of the, Groundhog's Day? Yeah. I, Are they in?
0: They're not they're in
4: They're not in that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's another movie from the 90s.
0: <laughs> I am playing myself, y'all. I'm so sorry. Okay, here's something. I, this is a genuine question, I, and, and I do not mean shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I find Tom Hanks incredibly charming, incredibly affable. I'd love to hang out with him. <laughs> uh, I'm not pregnant, but when I am, he will be the godfather yes, yes. to my. But I don't find him sexy. Yes. Was Tom Hanks considered sexy? I could see people like falling in love with him. He but. was
4: considered like charming and like like you know husband material. I don't know if it was ever like. I don't think he was, he was ever like.
0: He wasn't like Noah Centineo.
4: No, like, but I think but it was like, you know, he would make. I, I would bring him home to mom and dad. Okay. I, he, he will treat me right, even if he's gonna destroy my business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did they end up together? Yes. What happens to her business? Ew, it's gone.
4: <laughs> no! Yeah. Are you serious? He, did he ruin her business? I mean, his family oh ruins his her business. You know, it it's not all Great. like happiness and daisies. Okay. But, you know, it's still like warm and sweet and like he
0: didn't mean to ruin her business. Oh my god. Well, I mean this goes to the the, the last question I wanted to ask yeah. you is, you know, I mean obviously there's a nostalgia for these movies and I get like these two people are iconic actors yes. and it's obviously a movie that's important to a lot of people. Please don't tweet me. Um, <laughs> does it hold up? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like what, like to the point now, like, yeah. oh great, a romantic comedy where a woman loses her <laughs> yes. business at the end. Does it uh, transcend?
4: You know, I think some people do question that part of the storyline, but I think what makes You've Got Mail uh, continue on as this favorite is that at its core it is very warm and sweet mm-hmm. and optimistic. Um, yeah cuz
0: I know Sachi Cole wrote a piece yeah. about this. Like it's optimistic about it. Yes.
4: The and like Sleepless in Seattle is all, is Meg Ryan literally stalking Tom Hanks. So you know none of them are perfect. Okay, <laughs> to that
0: point, do you would you support a reboot?
4: Um, well, technically, You've Got Mail is a remake of The Shop Around the Corner, which had Judy Garland in it, so, but, like, you know, with changed around plot details. I think a lot of people would be against, you know, the idea of rebooting You've Got yeah. Mail. Yeah, but, oh, like, God. I feel like if you change some things around like they did uh-huh. in The Shop Around the Corner to You've Got Mail thing, you know, don't make it just like, this is You've Got Mail again, but, you know, take the plot elements and throw in some very charming people. I think it could work.
0: Don't tell Lady Gaga, girl. Oh, God! Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know Judy Garland. All right, well, Alana... Yeah. Alana is just wonderful, she's a wonderful writer, she's also a wonderful screenwriter, check out her work, follow her on Twitter, pay homage, know her, I love you so much, (laughs) Alana. And I'm excited about this question for you, Twitter, I'm looking at this camera. All right, uh, we want to hear from you. What do you think of the 2019 version of You Got Mail would look like if we were to bring it back? Because the technology would have to right. change. It's not going to be on AOL Messenger. Yes. So let us know using the hashtag am to dm Maybe write a plot for the 2019 version of You Got mm-hmm. Mail. Uh, when we come back, you get to see my interview with Nailed It's Nicole Byer, and Jacques Torres. Love them. Can't cook. I still can't cook. My queens, I am so excited to be joined by the stars of Nailed It, one of my favorite shows, Jacques Torres, Chocolatier to the World, and Queen of the World, Nicole Byer.
5: Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Honestly, pretty good. Okay. I got coffee. I've got two delicious men. Oh
0: my god, Delicious. All <laughs> Y'all, as soon as they were walking out to the set, just hearing them talk, I was like, Oh my god, it's like I'm on the set. I love it. <laughs> so it's exactly, Neil. Um, Eater named you two the 2018 TV duo of the year. I agree and <laughs> stand. <Yes. laughs> Love it. I um, love Jacques. Y'all are such a delight together. I just, what's what's your favorite thing about each other?
5: Um, I like Jacques. Jacques is always in a very good mood. Mm-hmm. Even when he's angry, there's a smile, and he'll be like, why are we doing it like this? Why? Why on earth? And it's, I, it's very contagious, and it's it's nice. It's nice to be with someone who's, like, just a nice person. People are mean.
6: People are mean. That's, that does happen. What about you? She tell me the best jokes ever, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and we drink some vodka too, huh? We, <laughs> so between the vodka and the joke, I mean, yeah. what? not too long. Uh, Look okay, at I, now I
0: usually have like sparkling water in my mugs. What's usually yeah, in yeah, your cups? Yeah. Vodka. Vodka, mm-hmm. okay. Th- and something with the jokes, something, because I, I, it was like one Sunday I was hungover, I like dragged myself from my bedroom to the couch, and I was just gonna watch one episode, mm-hmm. and it was with Sylvia Weinstock, it was like queen, Ugh. obsessed. You She's know, amazing. I, I've got to marry a hedge fund manager She's so she can make so my wedding cake one funny. day. So funny, so funny, and and I was just pulled in. Next thing I know, I'm like, did I just watch two seasons? <laughs> um, is is the show dirtier like before we see it? Because I feel like there are a lot of jokes <laughs> and everything from all of you, from mm-hmm. Sylvia, from you, where I'm like, I want to see the unedited version.
5: I would say it's pretty. I'm filthy. I'm awful. <laughs> I'll be like, that buttercream looks like jizz. And they're like, Nicole, we have to do that again. I'll be like, okay, that buttercream looks like steam. And they're like, no, <laughs> we have to do that again.
6: <laughs> so they're like, what? It's science. Like, <laughs> that's why we spent 12 hours for 30 minutes. That's the reason why. You know? <laughs> because I we won't laugh a lot.
0: Hate. <laughs> Incredible. So though it's just 30 minutes, that's actually coming from 10 to 12 hours of shooting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so the Nailed It holiday uh, edition just came out. I'm really excited. I'm curious for both of you, are you really into the holidays? Like, do you start putting up decorations on November 1st, playing the music, or are you, like, slow to get excited
6: for the holidays?
5: You're in the gift business, so I feel like you are I start in person.
6: June. Oh, I'll okay! I start in June to <laughs> plan for Christmas. I mean, I make chocolates. I okay. have seven stores in the, in the city, so to me, this is the biggest sales of the year, mm-hmm. so we have to gear up, you know, starting in June we. We start together for Christmas. So yes, I plan way in advance. Mm -hmm. At home, uh, we start beginning of December. I have a two and a half year old, so it's fun to put a tree and play with him. Okay. So you do enjoy Christmas by the time. I enjoy Christmas, even if I don't spend much time at home. This is the busiest time of the year for me. But you know, when I'm home, I enjoy it. Okay. What about you?
5: I am a Grinch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do not like Christmas bah humbug I'm not here for it
0: you're not here for it no
5: now. it's cold and, and people are bundled up and they're happy and couples are out and they're kissing <laughs> just like reminding me how single I am it's awful
0: terrible <laughs> I terrible. hate it don't go anywhere near Rockefeller no. Block oh
5: god I wouldn't get
0: your feelings hurt wouldn't dream of it <laughs> Well, I mentioned Sylvie Weinstock, who's one Mm of my favorite guests, Jason Manzoukas, Ron Funches.
5: I love Ron.
0: An absolute delight. Um, Do you have any other favorite judges?
5: Um, Ron was funny. Jason his (laughs) he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. He truly, he's the one who kept counting down for the new. That was so funny. I
6: mean, my God. (laughs) We finished the day. The jaw was hurting. The stomach was hurting. You laughed so much. (laughs) And we shoot almost 12 hours that day.
5: Yes. That was That was a oh, long, 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 long I'm still
6: laughing. We still keep oh, going yeah. and keep going and keep going Oh my. We God. have
5: a very fun set. Like our set's great. Wes, people think Wes is a, a PA, he is the A D,
0: he's the assistant I was, director. I, I, was, I had some questions about he's Wes. He's in
5: charge of me. He's the oh, one who yells really? at me to get So Wes the set. isn't just
0: some like, like intern running no, around handing no. you the stuff. No, Wes is
5: the top of the call sheet. He's the one who like <laughs> does stuff.
0: Was Wes always going to be a, a regular character on the show?
5: No. I don't remember how that happened, other than they were like, we need someone to bring Nicole the trophy, and then I just started screaming Wes. <laughs> <laughs> and I,
0: and, and I
6: think you did it. I mean, Nicole actually bring the attention on, on Wes. And then- Probably. And, and it, it helped that he's a good looking guy. He's, he's pretty. He's a beautiful he's, he's, he's Viking, culinary <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Viking. <laughs> and you, you realize he never smiled.
5: He never smiles. Yeah, smile. He likes to pretend that he doesn't like the attention. That's what exactly. I was going to say, because
0: he has a whole fandom. I was he, tweeting and girls. Yes. Oh boy, man. I get a
5: lot of DMs that are like, is he married? And I'm like, <laughs> look at his hand. That's
0: look screaming. at the hand. I found his Instagram. I'm not sharing it, it's all mine. Keeping it to myself. I mean, I was, that's
5: also not that hard to find. That, that's also I'm like, everyone needs to become a Harriet the Spy. If you're yeah, trying to get you on. a man, get on the little internets and figure Learn it out. Learn your way
0: around IMDB, mm-hmm. okay? This is not amateur thirst, children. Well, um, I live-tweeted it, and here's something mm-hmm. I tweeted while watching Nailed It. A woman is taunting another contestant and said, how's it feel to be losing? The other contestant shot back, at least I'm married. What's it like baking at home alone? <laughs> 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 and it hurt my... I was shook. Because <laughs> the show is, it's its uh-huh. nice, it's fun. I like it as someone who, like I just called a, a cookie tray a cooking tray mm-hmm. during the break. Um, it makes people, I think it makes us feel welcome and encouraged to put in the effort. Mm-hmm. But these bitches be shady sometimes.
5: <laughs> is that the only I, moment
0: where there's like a little?
5: I don't think anyone's saying anything to be biting or mm-hmm. shady. Mm-hmm. I think it's all in good fun. Like I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> like truly. The the first season, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like making things. I was like, I, truly, I don't know. Uh, so I don't think anybody knows what's going on. I think you're just like, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it'll be fun. I don't think anyone's trying to hurt anyone's feelings.
6: I, I think the show is based on fun, and happiness, mm-hmm. and whatever happened, happen. happen. Mm-hmm. Don't get too ashamed of what you mm-hmm. do, or of what we eat, mm-hmm. and then we laugh all the time. I mean, yeah. that's the show. And. I mean, come on, Nicole bring a lot of that. It's fun. <laughs> it's so good. You know, good. I
0: love it. Yeah, and I, I do want to say, I, I feel like I've been thinking about shows like Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. Nailed It, uh, Hilda, that are smart. They're not cheesy and saccharine, mm-hmm. right? But they make you as a viewer feel safe uh, and, and kind of empowered. And it's like, even if you are not a good cook, you know, and mm-hmm. like not a chocolatier, it's like watching the show, it's like you feel a little like, I learned something today.
5: Yeah, I feel like, the takeaway from the show is like, I don't know, go in your kitchen and maybe try to make something. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be yeah. fun, mm-hmm. you know?
6: Give it a go. Kids, yeah. kids love it. Mm. Kids, I have kids ugh. who send me pictures of the cake that they make. So it's my so God. cute. Yesterday I received ugh. a picture. Actually, my little niece made a cake and she sent me the picture and, and she said, nailed it! You know, I mean, Aww. that was so cute. I love it, ugh. adorable.
5: Kids like me and I'm not here for it.
0: <laughs> You're like, uh, distance,
6: I boundaries. I do
5: not like them. They call me cake lady because they can't read. My name is on the screen 100% of the time. I was in Target, and this little girl was like, cake lady, cake lady, cake lady! And I looked down, this adorable little idiot staring at me, and her mother was like, can she have a picture with you? I was like, sure. And then I like, bent down to take a picture with her, and then she started bending down, and I was like, where are you going? Like, kids are so stupid. Plus them. I don't like them. They call, they call me Mr. Chocolate. Well, if you <laughs> call yourself Mr. Chocolate. At least they don't call me Ms. Chocolate. I'd be like, racism. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Qu'est Mr. Chocolate? Is that oh, cool or what? It's so much. It's so much. Well, Jacques, Nicole, thank you for the joy you bring to people with the uh, show, and thanks for joining us this thank morning.
5: Thank you for having thank us. You. This is a real treat. I
0: love it. I'm still not going to cook, though. Uh, <laughs> Nailed It Holiday is streaming on Netflix now. Watch it. Watch it with me. More AM to DM is up next.
1: From John Donovan. I'm getting to the age where I have to use the parents' TV guide to see if shows are appropriate to watch with my parents. So, Jacqueline Coley, editor at Rotten Tomatoes, joins me now. Thank you. Welcome. I love that you said tomatoes. My <laughs> editor in chief is going to love that too. <laughs> we're trying to get some recommendations of what to watch during the holiday season. So, I'm going to sort of throw you some scenarios and we're going to see what you would recommend. Does that work?
7: Shoot. I'm okay,
1: fine. good. Number one, hi Jacqueline. That was a very friendly (laughs) recommendation. What's a streaming series I can recommend to my 13 and 15 year old cousins that will make me seem cool that won't make their parents mad at me.
7: This is a good one because it was just listed as one of the most streamed uh, series from Netflix, and that's On My Block. It's got oh. a little like teen drama to it, but it's not as racy as like the Gossip Girls elite, where there's like lots of like sex. What happens and on what happens On My Block? On My Block is like a period piece about kids growing up in like South, uh, south Central LA, and it's oh, very cool. much like talking about them just basically having to go through the struggles of high school and be teenagers and really kind of keep this close friendship and dynamic. Imagine 90210, but like in South Central LA.
1: I feel like I want to watch that. Exactly. That sounds, that sounds pr- I'm going to be my own cool aunt. <laughs> um, so I'm, number two is, I'm bringing my significant other home for the holidays. What's a movie that we'll all be talking about for hours but will keep the embarrassing family stories to a minimum?
7: Yeah, so this is one that's a, a, like close to theaters and I'm absolutely obsessed with it, and that's Mary Poppins Returns with Ooh. Emily Blunt. It just got a slew of Golden Globe nominations, yes. some SAG nominations, Critics' Choice. I think it's going to be the perfect, like, family holiday film together. But
1: like adult family? Yeah, I mean
7: or if you want to go a little bit more adult, mm. you can go to Creed Two, which oh. has a little bit more action, little whatever. But no, I think I think Mary and it's a little sexy for mom. Yeah, it's not a kids kids movie. It's right. like adults family together. Have a good time. Okay, no, these are that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Okay, number three. Hi.
1: They're very friendly, all of these suggestions. <laughs> My family, friends, and I don't agree on
7: anything. Yeah. What's the least controversial thing that we can watch together? This is so surprising for me to say this. I think the least controversial film right now is going to be Bumblebee, which is the oh. next. It's going to be like the sixth Transformers film oh, with God, Haley. Oh no. it's ninety-seven percent currently on our tomato meter. It's the highest-rated really? film in the franchise, and it is a joy and a delight. It's really sort of like Iron Giant meets Transformers. It really inv- reinvents the franchise. It's just a lovely little fun film that is totally non-threatening and absolutely cute. Does that work still, even if you're not into Transformers stuff at all? Absolutely, because it's really more of just like a heartfelt story. Like, imagine Old Yeller, but with a robot. That's really what it is. That's fair. Okay, my
1: grandparents are still living in the 18th century, (laughs) which means they're very old. And my grandmother's 98, but she's not that old. They don't have Netflix. What's the best thing you can watch on regular cable?
7: I would go with Killing Eve. Uh, oh. That's Sandra Oh's yes. show that's on BBC America. It's both thrilling and interesting and fun and kind of dark, twisted comedy. I loved it. And Sandra Oh just got a whole bunch of mm. awards for that one. Highly rated again on our tomato meter. I would for sure recommend that one.
1: Is that grandparent friendly?
7: I think it is because it's it's, grandparents are better than you think like let's let's be real they lived a life this is this is still okay for grandparents and it's it's still on cable so let's be honest there's not going to be too much violence you know it's very pg-13 all
1: right so please give me something anything to look forward to in
7: 2019. there's so many things to look forward to but the thing i'm most looking forward to is jordan peele's us it's going to be his first film following get out Mm. it has I have seen a little inside footage on it, and all I have to say is it's terrifying and awesome, and Jordan Peele just needs to keep being Jordan Peele in all the things that he does. Wow. <laughs> I'm thrilled to find out whatever yeah. that is gonna be. Yeah, and it's a, a Black Panther reunion between Lupita Nyong'o and, Wilson, and Winston Duke. It's absolutely amazing.
1: Oh, that sounds, yeah, that's worth looking forward to in yes. 2019. Well Jacqueline, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For joining us. Now Twitter, we want to hear from you. What are you going to be watching over the holidays? I'm only watching uh, rom-coms, holiday rom-coms. Let us know using the hashtag am2dm. Up next, we're responding to a few more of your tweets.
0: about the Jacqueline, was that her name? Jacqueline yeah. saying that Bumblebee is good because you haven't seen the trailer. Mm-mm. It looks crazy in the Tell trailer. Me. Like it was, I can't even. We'll watch it after the show. Okay. Uh, it. I was like making fun of it when I saw the trailer. It, I was like, "Are y'all crazy?" Because you know, one, it's like, how many Transformers movies do we need? Well, I've
1: watched zero, so I actually have yeah. no idea how many. It,
0: you know what it looks like in the trailer? Actually, it looks like The Shape of Water, but.
1: Oh, I hated that. Yeah,
0: I think there's even a water scene in the trailer. Anyway, there, is but there
1: she, Transformers, but, sex in water. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, it's it's um Haley. Stanfield. Mm. And it kind of looked to me in the trailer, I'm like, does Haley Stanfield fall in love with the robot? But she said okay. it's it's good. That was a pretty good rave review. She said I 97 on Ron yes. And Old Yellow with the robot. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Anyway, let's talk about some more of your tweets. Yeah. Um, we asked you if you had any, ooh, ooh, I'm so excited. Office holiday party horror stories. I love it. I love it. Let's get messy. Sherry Foreman, you said, worked at a factory years ago and company Christmas Dances were interesting watching the guy that is an asshole when sober, get drunk and Ooh. tell the bosses what he Ooh. really thinks of them every damn year. Hashtag they never learn. Oy, 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 Ooh. Oy. I'm someone who I like, uh, I avoid. I avoid the bosses. Yeah. There is
1: a colleague who made sure that they got a selfie with um, Jonah Peretti, the CEO. Yeah. Of Jonah this. is, I is the was, nicest. That was clever yeah. to
0: do. I like to talk to Jonah briefly. Yeah.
1: You, you don't, know, you don't it's don't like decide, chat with the bosses. decide
0: what you want to say yeah. to the CEO. You know, chit chat chat it. chat. Yeah, but I to—I messed up this year because I ended up being in line waiting to go in
5: oh. near him.
0: And I'd gone to pre, you know, holiday party drinks yes. with Cindy, our executive oh, so you producer. Were ready. So I was like, <laughs> hey, hey, Jonah. But, you know, nothing that he doesn't see That's typically fine. from he, He's spider. used to it. It's Buzzfeed. It's tea, yeah.
1: So we asked if you can explain Brexit <laughs> in one sentence. <laughs> and Joseph says, Britain lost an empire and has not found a role. I don't get this tweet.
0: Damn. I I, I think it's like, you know, it's like... Like he doesn't know what to do. Since they haven't been able to colonialize the entire world, they've been... How do you feel about that as an Australian?
1: I mean, I'm like, they've done enough. It's fine. They don't need to do any more colonizing. We're good. I
0: fucking love co-hosting with Amber. We're good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Also, we should mention, I forgot to say at the top of the show, Isaac is... It's not that, like, Isaac is so hungover, he's in bed. He was on the Today Show this morning, talking about books. So fancy. Yeah, so fancy. Betraying us. Competition. Any game. We love him. All right. Bill Potts, I uh, loved our So You're Running segment with Senator Jeff Merkley. Bless that man. He was so sweet. Bless that I love sweet the poor Carol. Man. Um, this is what you tweeted. Real tears at this new segment, and that ge- that gentleman dipped. <laughs> it did. I really could see he the video cut out the moment I said, so are you running in 2020? I was like, dang. Hey. Congress people really are evasive. They they're
1: trying to avoid the questions. They're trying to avoid the questions. <laughs> well, thank you to all our guests. Bless you. Laura Silva, Senator Jeff Merkley, Alana Bennett, Nicole Byer, Jacques Torres, and Jacqueline Coley.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to go drink some more water. Thank you, Amber. Really, it's been fun. Because, one, again, you are sick, and I know hosting Oof. while sick is, is a bit of a trip. Christmas
1: party. Real MVP. <laughs> you
0: are. I should take you to lunch. Um, Isaac is going to be here tomorrow. He better leave me all this time. Anyway, see you tomorrow at 10 a.m., Or a very sober, composed, professional version of AM to DM.
1: Always.